Hey guys, it's Melissa. Happy Thursday. Today is February 11th, 2021. And I'm so glad that you're here with me and I'm glad to be here. Uh, you may be a little surprised that we're here together still because I had dropped an episode about a month ago that said there was a new podcast coming and I was getting all excited about that. And then it didn't happen. So I have a few thoughts about why it didn't happen, but I've been thinking about the new podcast. I, I put it in the newsletter last week that I needed a little accountability and I'm putting some, I'm putting it here and asking for accountability, which is, is really self-directed. But once I put it out there, I'm more likely to care about the accountability. Um, and I said that I would do the new podcast this week. So I'm working on it right now, but I thought, let me bop in here for a moment just to sort of get back into the energy of recording. And we'll do a little yoga break and we'll talk about love a little bit. But I did want to take a moment and just acknowledge that when I had said that, uh, when I dropped that last episode, it was January 8th. So it was two days after the Capitol riots. And what I think is either, so, so we all focused, we all focused, we all experienced a national trauma. And what I think about that is either I was in complete denial about how much the trauma was going to affect me, or I did know that the trauma was going to affect me, but I was in a really big rush, push to be of service, that I wanted to get out there for you guys. I wanted to keep teaching. I wanted to keep writing. I wanted to do podcasts. And, and if, if anything, you know, I, what I, what I really want to do is always heal, um, help you heal, help you process, help you um, manage your mental health. But I also thought, well, maybe just a distraction, right? Maybe you just need to turn off the news and, and listen to a podcast or get on the mat or whatever. So I do know that that week, I, I think it was that night I taught yoga. That week, we had talked about shifting our yoga energy. During 2020, there was so much just being in crisis mode and being in survival mode that a lot of yoga for a lot of teachers, I think, but especially for a yogi kitchen yoga, it was slowing down, just relaxing, just taking a breath, just doing something to help relieve the tension <laughs> physically, mentally, and emotionally. And 2020 came around, 2021 came around and it felt like the energy really shifted. And I know we all thought like, oh, 2021 is going to be so much better. And there was a lot of talk about, well, the pandemic's still going to be going on guys. Like you all think as soon as this year is over, pandemic's over and it's not true. I don't think most of us thought that, but it was, it was out there in the media a lot. Um, and, and I think there were some people thinking about that. And there was a lot of us thinking, all right, politically things are really going to shift and change. So it just felt like that energy was really different. And I felt like it's time to do some work this year, 2021. We're going to work in yoga, not just relax and, and relaxation. You know, that's, I shouldn't say that relaxation is work often. Um, but I meant we're going to, we're going to build some muscle. We're going to do some more strengthening. We're going to do some harder things. We're going to get uncomfortable in yoga where I guess, I guess that's exactly what I mean. When we relax in yoga, I'm asking you to be comfortable. I'm asking you to look for the place of ease. And that has lots of value. 
But I felt like 2021 was really different. We're going to do some work. We're going to get uncomfortable. We're going to do poses that aren't so easy that we're not craving quite so much, but are still really good for us. We're going to ask ourselves some hard questions. And that's a different kind of work. And it is just as valid and as valuable. So I thought that's how the energy was shifting. And then that night, um, after the night of the Capitol riots, we taught a class and I said, this week, we're going back to comfort. We're going to slow down. We're going to have some ease. We're going to breathe. We're going to feel whatever it is you're feeling from the trauma. We're going to feel the pain, the discomfort, the anger, whatever it is that you're feeling. We're going to let it wash through us and we're going to process it mind, body, spirit. So that may have been my how the podcast sort of got lost in the shuffle. I'm not completely sure. And maybe I just thought, you know, it's not time to be putting the podcast out there right now. I'll get to it in a few weeks. So here we are a month later, a little more than a few weeks later, and I'm, I'm got some energy and I'm ready to do it. So let's talk about love. So we're right before it's February 11th. So just a few days till Valentine's day. And there's a lot of energy around Valentine's day. People have really strong opinions. There are people who are, you know, pining for this to be the most romantic day of the year. There are people who are really carmudgety about Valentine's Day, right? They're really, um, oh, it's just a made-up holiday. They want to do everything they can to invalidate it. It's just a way for candy companies and flower companies to make money. And honestly, why shouldn't they have a day to do that? Like, that's not a terrible thing. But it's not a made-up holiday. Valentine's Day has been around since medieval times, right? It's uh, St. Valentine. So it revolved around a saint for a very long time. And there have been times in our history where, um, well, Euro, European history, where it has been focused around love. And there have been times where it's been focused on sacrifice and not not like making a sacrifice, but on um, the sacrifices in our lives, what we've given up or it's been made, it's been based on a lot of things but it's always been a day that we acknowledge and it's been about love and about relationships more than anything else over a couple centuries so when when someone tells you valentine's day is just a greeting card holiday tell them to go google it and they can learn the history of valentine's day because it's not a beta holiday so anyway um what I want to encourage you to do, what I've been thinking about in terms of love is I am a strong believer that love is everything. Love is the unity of mind, body, spirit. Love is what gets us through our days. I mean, why would we not go through all the hardships that we go through if it weren't for some sort of love, the love for our kids, right? I'm going to stay in this job, even though it's kicking my butt but it's good money and I want to send my kids to go to college or I want to you know, be able to send them to camp this summer or I want us to live the life that we're accustomed to. That's about love. At its base, it's about love, how we take care of the people around us. Um, so I, you know, to me, it always comes back to love. It's always about love. So I've been thinking about love a lot this week and thinking about how hard this holiday can be for some people. And I thought, you know, I feel like it's because we're putting our energy in the wrong place. That when we think about love, and I encourage you to do this on Valentine's Day morning, and, and as much as you can up until that time, but Valentine's Day morning, when you open your eyes, I encourage you to not think about how someone's going to show up for you. How are they going to show me they love me? 
They're going to take me to dinner. They're going to buy me jewelry. They're going to buy flowers and candy or a card or whatever. Let's not think about that. And don't think about how you're going to show up for someone. How are you going to, you know, make Valentine's Day special for your kids? How are you going to make it special for your partner or your coworkers? What do you have to do? The 12 dozen bagels, the 12 dozen muffins that you baked for your kids' classes or whatever it was, the things that you did for that first breath, that first beat in the morning when you open your eyes, please think about the most important relationship that you have in your life and how to love that person. And if you haven't guessed, that person is you. You will never know another person, another human being in this world as well as you know yourself. You will never have such an intimate relationship with another person as you do with yourself. You are the person who is most most worthy and deserving of your love. And I really want you to breathe into that and really relax into it. And I know, I know from personal experience and I know from working with clients and hearing from students, that can be really difficult. There's a lot of discomfort around self-love. And around admitting to yourself, one, that you're the most important person in your life, two, that you're worthy and deserving of your own love. And then we don't really have to talk about this in this moment, but some people can't even believe they're worthy and and deserving of other people's loves, others' love. (laughs) And we get really uncomfortable around loving ourselves. So I encourage you to breathe into it. If you are someone that has a lot of trouble around love. And and I also have another thought around this is that we all have issues around self-love and around loving ourselves. And if you meet someone who doesn't, I would suggest that's because that person has done their work because we're not, at least I'm 52. I'll be 52 soon. Um, Most of us have not been raised to love ourselves first. I was raised in a who the hell do you think you are family. Um, So I certainly was not taught how to love myself or to love anything about myself even because that was prideful, right? And I couldn't have pride. That was not okay. Uh, Hopefully I've raised my children a little bit better and, and I really do mean a little bit better. But most of us have not been raised to love ourselves. And so if this is difficult for you, If this makes you cringe, if this makes you want to hit stop and not listen to me anymore, I have a really great practice for you. And it's a silly little thing. It seems really silly and it makes people uncomfortable, but it's awesome and it works. So you could do this tomorrow morning. You don't have to wait until Valentine's Day. When you get up in the morning, when you first go into the bathroom, you can go ahead and pee, do whatever you do. But when you go to brush your teeth, Before you put the toothbrush in your mouth, look at yourself in the mirror, look yourself in the eyes and say, I love you. And you are welcome to do that as many times as you come across a mirror in a day. It could be, you know, your car mirror. It could even be the reflection in a window as you're walking down the street, but at least do that first before you put the toothbrush in your mouth. I love you. So sit with that. Think about it. We'll talk about it more. We're going to talk about love in the new podcast quite a bit. because I think I've been a little afraid to talk about, to talk openly about how strongly I feel that love is it. Love is the basis of everything. And we're going to be talking about it more this next year or so. So there's that. And then I also wanted to take a yoga break. So I've been putting yoga breaks around the internet for about five years, but the last, I don't even know, 
two years or so, it's really fallen away. Maybe it's been more than that. Maybe I haven't done it nearly as often as I thought I've done it. But I've been doing it again and I'm really enjoying it. And one of the things that I'm enjoying is that I'm getting feedback and feedback is so awesome. And feedback is important for all of us. And we get feedback in lots of different ways. Yoga teachers don't get a lot of feedback because when you come to class and you get on the mat, your job is to turn in on yourself, listen to your body and stay on your own mat. So we're not always seeing what's processing with you. Whereas if I'm teaching a group something different, like let's say cooking, or I've been asked to speak somewhere, as I'm speaking, I can see who's connecting. I can see in your eyes who's getting it, who could not care less, who really loves it, who's confused. I can see it. You don't get that in yoga class. So I don't always get a lot of feedback. I mean, once in a while, you have students who say, hey, I really love this practice. Thank you so much. And right now, I have one student who is also a teacher. She doesn't teach yoga, but she's also a teacher. And I think she gets how important feedback is. So she does an awesome job of um, giving me feedback. And thank you, Irene, for that. Um, So I want to take a yoga break. And I encourage you to do this in parts if you'd like to. You can pause me or just listen to the whole thing and then go do it. So the first thing I want you to do is um, get away from your work area, whatever it is, and go get something hydrating to drink. So that could be maybe some green tea, maybe hot water with lemon, maybe just regular old water, fruit water kombucha. I encourage you, um, because it is later in the day, if you've been drinking caffeine already, and I'll be honest, I'm still on caffeine, but if you've been drinking caffeine already, do this one that has no caffeine. If you want to go back to caffeine later, that's fine. But for this yoga break, drink something that has no caffeine in it. You don't have to drink it all down, but get it for yourself. Take some sips, put it where it needs to be, and then go pee. Even if you peed 10 minutes ago, go pee. Take that moment And this alone, just walking away from your workspace, doing things that you know are good for you, hydrating, eliminating, helps shift your brain around yoga breaks and around breaks in general. And you, I promise you, if you can get into the habit of taking consistent breaks or taking breaks, not everyone, I'm thinking specifically of like my students who are nurses, they can't take consistent breaks all the time. Sometimes they get them, but sometimes they don't. Um, So just taking breaks. And even if it's, you know, five seconds to go pee, when you're in there, take a few nice, long, deep breaths, roll your shoulders, relax for just a few moments, and maybe even stay there for like 10 seconds longer, even if someone really needs you in the other room, 10 seconds. So after you do those things, you can choose whether you want to do your yoga pose in your space. If you are in a physical workspace that is not your home, it might be best to go to your cubicle or to go to an empty conference room. All we're gonna do today is something super simple. We're gonna do Prasarita Padatanasana, which is wide leg forward fold. So if you've never done this before, you're gonna open your legs wide. And let's do this. We want to find a place where you're not straining. And so people ask, well, how wide is wide? Theoretically, you want your legs about a leg's length apart. So sort of if you chopped off one leg at the hip, at the top of the thigh, it would land right at the opposite foot. Another really nice way to get there is if you um, take your legs as wide as you possibly can, 
that feels like you're working and then heel toe the feet in a couple of times and find that place of ease. That works too. And if it's a little bit less than like width apart, that's fine. If it's a little bit more, that's fine. And then, and if you are not someone who is comfortable standing, you could do this in a, in a chair without arms, sit back in your chair, open your legs as wide as you comfortably can. Obviously knees are bent and you're just relaxing the bottom part of your legs, but you're opening through the top part of your legs. And you're just gonna hinge right at your hips. If you have low back issues, don't hinge, roll down. So drop your chin down towards your chest and roll down one vertebra at a time. It might feel nice to soften your knees and just have a little micro bend in your knees. And then um, just hang. So if you're someone whose hands hit the floor really easily, just let everything hang for a moment. If the floor seems kind of far away, especially if you're feeling any kind of uh, twinging or stretching in your low back, you want to come out of that. Um, and what I would say to do is use a chair. So take your forward fold so that when you fold over, your arms and your hands can just rest on the chair, on the seat of the chair, if that makes sense. So the chair is facing you, you take the forward fold and just rest your hands down. And, and if that seems like it's too close, you can maybe rest it down towards the rungs if there's rungs on your chair. And then you're just going to breathe. Take three nice long deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. And see if when you inhale, you can fill your lungs as full as possible. And then it's up to you. You can do a nice steady exhalation or you can fill your lungs all the way up and when you wanna exhale, just let it go. Just let it out. And it just kind of depends on what kind of day you've had, what feels the best to you. Try them out. See what feels yummy. And then let's do a little wiggle and shake. This is something I learned from my teacher, Suzanne Chapik, is when you are feeling tension and tightness, especially in your work day, if you can wiggle it out, if you can let your body be loosey-goosey, you can't hold on to that tension. It may come back, but for right now, it'll release. So let's shake the head, wiggle your hips. If you're not near a chair, swing your arms. Uh, it might feel good to roll the shoulders. And then whenever that feels like it's enough and you could stay here for 30 seconds, you could stay here for three minutes. It's completely up to you. Whenever it feels like it's enough, come back to the center, balance, centered place and just breathe a few times. Let's take five breaths where you're just inhaling again, fill the lungs as much as you possibly can until it feels like you can't take any more breath and then however you wanna let it out. And so this pose is getting lots of blood rushing to your brain. It's lots of freshly oxygenated blood is rushing to the brain, which helps you with energy. You're gonna feel more energized the more often you do this. Helps you with clarity. If you have a really busy brain, it can help reduce the number of thoughts you're having. And it can also help keep those thoughts that you are having streamlined. So instead of thinking, okay, so do I need to put the comma here and there? Oh, what am I going to have for lunch? That kind of thing, which so many of us do so often, it will help you focus on the comma for right now. And then when you figure out that problem, maybe the lunch thought pops into your head, but it keeps it streamlined on what you need to focus on. 
All right, and then to come out of this is completely up to you. If your low back is cranky or anywhere in your back is cranky, it might be nice to bend the knees a little bit and roll up one vertebra at a time and then walk or jump your feet together. If you're feeling pretty energetic and maybe you went for a run this morning or something, you could just hop your feet together where you are and then come to standing. And then it's time to get back to it, you guys. Um, this is where, you know, you've got lots of blood going, you're good to go. It's time to jump back in. And this may be an awesome time to work on that thing that's been tough for you today is do the hard thing first. So after break is sometimes when you can come back with some fresh eyes and do something that's difficult. So I'm so glad that we got to be together today. I encourage you to come to, um, yoga classes on Zoom with us tonight. We have a 7 p.m. class, Slow Flow. Tomorrow is, tomorrow's Friday, 5.30, yin yoga. Uh, really slow down, we hold poses and we breathe into them. We start our weekend off really energetically with vinyasa on at 9 a.m. And then on Sunday is 10 a.m. Slow Flow, which is a little more energetic than tonight's Slow Flow. And then 11.30 on Sundays is yin yoga with some restorative. So I invite you to bring blankets, blocks, yoga bolsters, whatever you have. And if they're not yoga blankets, that's fine. Blankets, uh, beach towels are good to fold up and use for props. Uh, you can go to a yogikitchen.com, get the Zoom ID and our password. Come a couple minutes before class, introduce yourself. And also when you go to a yogikitchen.com slash classes, you can uh, see all the descriptions for the classes and you can make a donation. All of our classes are donation-based. Uh, and that's kind of our little yoga break today. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for listening. Oh, and this yoga break, you can do as many times today as you want to do. Do it every hour. Do it every two hours. Do it however you need to. Um, and it, it remember, you're starting a habit. So just start today and then maybe continue tomorrow. Hope you have a fantastic Thursday. Talk soon.